971 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Mark Reardon. The heart of America is not government. The center of America is not Washington, D.C. The center of America is the neighborhoods where 330 million Americans are raising their kids and trying to put food on the table and trying to love their neighbors. Mark Reardon. There's nothing worse than a reckless jackass who thinks he's smarter than everybody else. I am the smartest man alive! The Mark Reardon Show is on now. Continue, ladies and gentlemen. We have the whole crew out here this afternoon. Sue Thomas, she made it. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. You uh, you got a call from me about a half an hour before <laughs> the show. I'm like, hey, my GPS was doing weird stuff. It really was. I only live 10 minutes away, basically. Well, that's what confused Benton. me. Yeah, I was confused, too, but I'm easily confused. Uh, Fred is out here. <laughs> He's organizing things behind the Hi, scenes. Fred. Abby is on scene as well. <laughs> Our good friend, Jane Duker. On the it's panel. in the house. Yeah. Well, this wasn't too inconvenient for you either. Did no. you just come right down 109? Yeah, no, I just went uh, 141 to 44. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So it was well, nice. That's not too bad. Not uh, at all. John Gaskin is on the panel this afternoon. Welcome back, John. How Thanks are you? Thanks for having me. How always. are we identifying you these days? I never really... Democrat lobbyist in Jeff City, former head of the NAACP in St. Louis County. Does that work? That works. All right. Get closer to that microphone. Get right on that, especially he's since so we're here. He's so soft-spoken. He is. He, he's very soft-spoken. And we, uh, we're going to break in a newbie here. This afternoon, that's Sean Flower, who is the mayor of Eureka. And we welcome him to the roundtable. Sean, how are you? I'm doing fine, and I did not have any trouble getting here. Well, (laughs) we appreciate that. Good to know. know. One of the things that will be interesting to compare and contrast here this hour is it's it's kind of quiet in here right now. Yeah. The fish fry doesn't start officially until 4 o'clock. And we saw this last week at St. Stephen's. It was quiet during the first hour and during the roundtable. And then there are a lot of people in here. Yeah. So I'm expecting Fun. a great turnout. Come by and say hi if you'd like to heckle Jane or anything like that. <laughs> what, you know, I didn't know this until last week because I told you a week ago. I said Sean's going to be on the panel. And I didn't know you guys were kind of tight. So that's a good thing. You've known each other. And Sean, I believe, knows how to handle you, Jane, which is very important. It's nope. time to break Sean in. No, I think it's going to be great, and I think you'll get a lot of people out for this fish ride because they've never had the opportunity to see a Democrat in Eureka before. <laughs> <laughs> and there's two. Oh, yeah. There's wow. two here. So, and one that they likely voted for. No, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. County executives. Yeah, that's, oh, that's actually oh, true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, Jane yeah. was out here at many things and met a lot of people. So I did. They, she's very popular. She's a very popular Democrat out here. Well, I'm the only one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I told her she doubled the population of Democrats when she came out, so it was a good time. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll hopefully be able to meet and greet with some folks as the afternoon goes on. And Jane, let me just start with you as we get the roundtable going, because here, once again, there is a a pretty big issue with the circuit attorney's office. Christine Byers and uh, Robert Townsend at Channel 5 reported on this this week. Even the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, I mean, they hammered Kim Gardner in her office in an editorial. Of course, to me, it doesn't mean as much because they helped usher her in and defended her in Tashara, especially when Tashara gets elected. They meet with criminals the first weekend at the workhouse. Maybe if that wasn't a priority, we wouldn't have some of the issues now. But this is pretty serious because you have a what, what should clearly be a first-degree murder charge, yes. the assassination of two different people. Yes. They're not prepared. This is a pattern to yes. go to trial. Right. Yes. And they cut a plea for 15 years for a double murder. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what's happening is they're just giving the cases away because we found out today that uh, probably the number one chief. Marvin Tier. Marvin Tier yeah. just uh, gave his notice. He'll be gone by the end of the month. I don't know who's left there that can try a case. I mean, I think they're an absolute implosion. Like, this is dangerous stuff because you had one guy go to the hospital. He had like 70 felonies set for trial. 
and he had um, uh, some kind of seizure in court mm -hmm. and had to be rushed to the hospital. And the, the presiding judge sent a letter to Kim Gardner saying, you need to reassign these cases. These trials need to go forward. She refuses to do it. So now we have another, the, the chief trial attorney who is leaving at the end of the month. This is full-blown implosion. And what people talk about, yes, the victims are getting completely railroaded. But what people aren't talking about, which they should be holding her accountable for, is she's violating the rights of the defendants. She's not turning over discovery. She's getting sanctioned by the judges. She, you know, speedy trial. Cases have to be dismissed because she violates the Speedy Trial Act. These people are entitled to have their day in court, and they're not getting just so you have victims, the citizens, and defendants. Nobody's getting what they need out of the system. John, I had not talked to you uh, in the last couple of weeks about all this. So your, your opinion of what's happening in the city with crime and with Kim's office in particular. Sure. You, you know, there are some real concerns with her office. And given that the concerns are from both sides of the aisle now, they're from African-Americans and white people, people that live on the north side, the south side, there's some real concerns. And, you know, I, I like Kim personally. I think she's very passionate. She went in wanting to make some systemic changes. Mm -hmm. But my fear now is her mission is now going to be overshadowed yeah. by staying around. You have to look at how expensive this is going to be for taxpayers, not to mention the backlog with cases. So say a new prosecutor walks in tomorrow. They still have a ton of things they have to deal with. Number one being personnel matters. Absolutely. I, I think people are not really even looking at the fact that Marvin Tier leaving the amount of experience that he has. And he, there's a very good chance he was probably running the office in many ways. I think he was. It's over 500 years so of experience has left the office. That's, that's taxing. And I think you're going to see some real challenges with his departure. And I think it's very telling the fact that he left because he's a very loyal person to her, and I think that's very telling. I do, too. Sean, you, you don't have quite as much crime out here in Eureka, but you know what the perception is from folks in this area. And look, I've said this before, that there are more people than I've ever been aware of in you know the west suburbs or the area, the region, that don't want to go downtown because of the crime issue. And then this is just keeps mounting. Nothing gets better for Kim Gardner. She keeps sticking right. on to her job. Nothing seems to get better. The stories are almost worse week by week. Yeah, I mean, and it's, uh, it's a constant uh, theme down there of uh, crime and not being safe. And, and again, whether all of it's true or whether it gets, you know, you get to accelerate over what it is, the perception is definitely there, where it's got to be damaging to business and tourism in the city. And uh, I just don't think it's sustainable. And, and as a person that's kind of in government part-time and doing that, I, I think it's interesting when you're saying I, the aspirations of what you want to do or you come up with a mission. But I think what a lot of people forget is that most government is really boring, administrative, doing Absolutely. your job well. And mm -hmm. I don't see the dedication on really on the prosecutor's office or most of the, the actual council and city down there to get to work on the actual business of government, which is cleaning up, being safe, making sure you're doing all this. And I feel like a lot of our local politicians run on national issues and don't run on the, and they don't actually do the job they're elected is, which is to take care of their local community the best they can with the funds. I don't know why this is a, a partisan issue. And for the most part, I mean, when we talk about it on this show, there are plenty of Democrats that yes. are vocal about what's happening in that office. And it is a bipartisan issue, but for whatever reason, it gets spinned into, you know, a partisan issue. And I, I hope at this point, and again, it's sad that it took Janae Edmondson's legs to really focus more attention on this office. Jane, Can you believe the, the amount of research that's now being done by the media on what's been going on in this office for six years? That's what I find amazing, is that people are finally starting to track cases and numbers. I'm like, I, welcome to the crowd. Right. Hey, Jane, I was confused about one of the aspects of, of the reporting. on um, When the judge, Tim Boyer, mm -hmm. just 
leveled Kim mm -hmm. in, in her office, but is he also the one that accepted the plea? Well, it's, it's, see, this is the, the, the position they put all the judges in. The prosecutor and the defense lawyers are the ones who know the most about the case. The judge is supposed to be the, you know, the impartial arbiter. Right. And if they've got an agreed-to plea without information that the plea is completely outrageous, and in this case there were so many violations to the defendant that I think, I mean, I, if I were a judge, I would probably feel like I've got to do something for the defendant because his, vi his rights were violated just as much as the public's were. So this so is in the other problem words, we're dealing get, with. He could get off even more lenient because of the way that the office handled the case. By all rights, by what happened in this, in this case, um, and it, what is it, the Demario Bird case? It should have been, I mean, you could make an argument that this case should have been dismissed, which would not have been justice. So, you know, they're trying to dance on the head of a pin in the city because the first thing she does is blame the judges. I mean, you know, she doesn't do written motions and, you know, crazy but stuff. But aren't all these people going to be deposed as a part of this practice yes, that absolutely. the uh, AG is doing? Absolutely. And I think that will be very enlightening because there will be depositions of the judges. That's why they were recused. There's going to be depositions of victims, of families, of, you know, this is going to be a long drawn. This is not going to get better for her. Well, what she is, should in, in the better question, a legislator asked this earlier this week, what will this cost taxpayers? Oh, it's going to cost I imagine it, it's not going to be free. So, no. John, you do you, I mean, have you communicated with Kim? People have relationships with her. Obviously, the mayor does. The mayor says publicly that, you know, she has lost the confidence of the electorate and they hold a pep rally. But... Does she not see what's going on? Well, you know, look, the reality is this. We have to remember these are people, too. Okay? And, you know, I haven't spoken to her personally about it, but one of the things I would hope people in her corner are telling her, you're looking at your law license being yeah. into play here, your ability to be able to make a living beyond your time there as a prosecutor. So she's got some really big decisions she has to make when she had her press conference last week. Part of my mind was thinking maybe she would resign, but I'm thinking to myself, why would you have a press conference to tell people you're resigning? You would simply send a letter. I was a little concerned with the press conference, the lack of decorum. That's not the message you want to send when you're trying to restore credibility and confidence in voters. Amen. Uh, furthermore, here's what's really concerning, Mark. We are being thrown into national news yep. about how right. dangerous our city is, and I think it's really concerning because that impacts business. But here's the other part nobody wants to talk about. The Convention and Visitors Bureau. The number one thing when you're trying to bid on conferences and meetings are safety. Yeah. This is not good. And it impacts When you invite children. Up. Absolutely. 20,000 volleyball players. My daughter played in that tournament. And they're all going home saying, we, gotta, we can't ever go back to St. Louis. I don't know how many uh, of the people here at the very square table actually today were, were, were getting texts from some of the things that have happened. But e even outside of what happened with Janae, the assassination on Tucker with the homeless oh. guy, that went way viral. Oh, yeah. By the way, we've so not horrific. heard a word. We've not heard a word from the mayor. She's know. never mentioned it. We've not heard from the circuit attorney. We haven't heard from the new chief. I mean, how could you not? That changed me forever to see that that could happen on broad, in broad daylight on Tucker. I Street-side execution. Yeah, that's all it was. It, this is like cartel atrocities. But Third the, world but the, stuff. But think about it this way, too. I mean, just again, I mean... You got everybody down there in, in a position of leadership seems to say they, they either point at somebody else or they're they're in, talking about an issue that doesn't matter as much. The city's had close to a billion dollars provided to it since yes. COVID with the ramp between the ramp settlement, two mm -hmm. rounds of COVID. Yeah. 
I'm just curious, and I ask this to city residents and buddies I have down there, what's better? Is it cleaner? Is there a building that's built that you're really proud of? Is there a public Are works the project? Better? Are the roads better? Do we have any more police officers? And, and you, can, you can talk about the soccer stadium. There's some glimmers of things that are going on. But when I look down there and go, if you gave me a billion dollars to go knock some stuff out, and I can tell you we can see it here with just smaller amounts, mm -hmm. I just don't understand the excuses anymore for, for not taking care of basic service issues. And I think at some point, uh, I, I think the other thing that people don't talk about enough is, what does it take for city voters to, to make a change? I mean, they're the ones that are most affected every day by the crime. And I, don't, I see more people talk about it outside the city I'm afraid Kim Gardner oh, would win an election tomorrow. Right when now. Megan Green, the Aldermanic Board President, is defending it, basically, yeah, the the progressives are going to. She's call, the head of the deep. Sorry, John, but that you know this this claim of he's she's claiming racism and you know it's always racism and gender, just like Lori Lightfoot, who was elected, I guess, as a white male because she was elected once. But it gets old, and it, it is bipartisan at this point. So. I would hope that she would do the right thing. I do want to talk about, hang tight, because I want to talk about the state and local control mm -hmm. and all that, but we have to take a break. We are live at Most Sacred Heart Church in Eureka. It's Fish Fry Friday on the Reardon Roundtable. We have a great panel this afternoon. John Gaskin, Democrat lobbyist in Jeff City. Jane is here. Sean Flower, the mayor of Eureka. Sure, a lot more to go. We have Suze yeah. News in the next hour live from out here. Dave Murray's going to join us because oh, there's a ton of crazy weather in California. Kusamano, Paul Hall on entertainment, and a whole lot more. Coming back with more in a moment. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio.